That's all you, buddy. That's fun. All right, we're good to go. Um, you ready, Shay? Sure am. Rock and roll, dude. All right, everybody. I am Justin Woods, and welcome to the Woods Cast. Um, with me, as always, or usually, since we haven't done this in two weeks, is my uh, younger brother, Shay. What's going on, Shay? Pretty good. My fucking load of stuff I got to talk about is about to blow. Let's get this bitch off the ground. I know. I know. We got to get through this. Got to get through this. Right off the bat, I'm going to say this right now. I have pre-ordered two Ectotrons at GameStop today. Are you serious? <laughs> you sure did. Five bucks down on each. Oh, I got to go do that. Me, do it. Do, do it. That. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, today on the Woodscast, we, uh, for those of you who are you know steadfast listeners, all two dozen of you, um, uh, we have not recorded in a couple weeks, so um, f- uh, we got a lot to cover. Oh, could be a long one, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, it could be a long one. I have an entire keg of beer, 1,984 uh, ounces of beautiful hops and gold. We're ready to do this. Uh, so this this week uh, on the, um, the Woodscast, we are going to cover uh, several topics. We got uh, our previous week's muff-ups and, and what happened there. Uh, fun stuff and all the, uh, you know, we just talked about uh, Ecto-7 uh, toy we got to buy from um, Ecto-Tron. Jesus yeah. Christ. Ecto-Tron, sorry. Um, and so fun stuff. There's a bunch of fun stuff on the horizon for everybody who's a kid at heart like Shay and I are. Um, we have the State of the Union. I still have I have a couple questions for Shay on the State of the Union. We have, um, we uh, actually have a new Attorney General, but the uh, acting Attorney General was questioned by the Senate. It might have been the house. I'll have to look that up again. Um, and he is a complete doofus. Um, we've got, you know, uh, what the fuck's going on in Virginia? We can kind of gloss over that a little bit because they're all just, they are all just, should just fucking resign. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on there. Uh, that was more of a, that was more of an issue two weeks ago when we originally were going to record this podcast. And then finally, we have Democrats and Republicans negotiated a deal to keep the government open with Donald Trump's. Of course, uh, epic uh, national emergency declaration, and then the 2020. I'm sorry, yeah, 2020 um, Democratic field is shaping up to be um, full of a lot of people, some duds, and uh, one one really really excited spoiler who uh, wants to help Donald Trump get reelected. So, uh, fuck Howard want- Schultz. Yeah, goddamn that guy. I don't even fucking drink coffee, so the whole idea, the whole, <laughs> the whole premise of Starbucks is just fucking lost on me. Like, Even I, if you never, drink coffee, you have a tongue, so you wouldn't go there, because you'll hear yeah. this, you've heard this, everybody say it with me now, who knows what I'm about to say, Starbucks burns the beans. <laughs> I've heard that, I, mean, like, cause I, I don't uh, even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means either. I mean, I understand you have to roast the beans to get them a certain, it's like barley, it's like making beer. Like you, if, you make, you know, I, if you make them too hot, I think it makes it acidic, and that's why their coffee yeah. tastes like a sweaty donkey's asshole. Okay, I'll have to take your word for it because I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. I just never developed the habit. So um, when everybody's talking about how Starbucks is like, you know, our new cultural centers, I'm like, I would, wouldn't would lose an, a minute of sleep. You should you slap those people. If you burned them all to the ground right no. now. No. <laughs> um, 
Also, just as a, another coffee aside, I am absolutely livid every time you're in a group of like four or more people. And you're like, all right, guys, we got you know we got a project to do. We got this, this, and this to do. Um, how do you think we should get started? And they well, like, I can't do anything before I've had my coffee. Yeah, yeah, we should all walk halfway across. Here's the thing: campus, you know, as a coffee it. drinker. I got to say this, those people, those are the people like I'm a coffee drinker. And when we're all talking about how Starbucks burns the beans, we all talk shit about those people because as somebody who drinks coffee and if I have to be somewhere early, I never assume there's going to be coffee. I set that shit to auto brew and I have a couple cups before I leave because you got to hit the ground running people. Right. My, my boss is really bad about assuming that wherever he goes, there's going to be coffee. And since I'm not a coffee drinker, like he came to Argonne to visit and he was like, so where's the coffee? He's like, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what? Well, how's, like, how's that my problem? You should have you Googled that shit. Yeah, he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, drink, I, coffee. I don't drink coffee. I don't know. Yeah, I also can't tell you where the heroin is. Uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to go, where you're going. But, but on his second visit, like we had like a, a collaborators meeting at Argonne. So we had a bunch of people from a bunch of different universities and shit coming. I made sure there was coffee and creamer there for everybody just because I'm that awesome. But they were like, is this a, is this a good roast? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. It's coffee. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brown stuff. You put the hot water over it, and apparently you all love that yeah. shit, though. So. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, Hal Charles going to eat everybody's asses. Um, Shay, would you like to know what the weekly numbers are? I would fucking love to, Justin. If I didn't, right. would you not say them? Oh, I was going to say them regardless. Because yeah, okay. I'm we'll keep going. OCD then. sack of shit. Yep, 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 yep. Um, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> all right. So we are in the 758th day of the Trump administration. Um <laughs> Uh, we are Shay. This is a nice round number. Two hundred and fifty days since Donald Trump uh, ended the North Korea nuclear crisis. Um, we are coming up on that second summit. It should be at the end of this month, and I don't know if they've named it, but I'm calling it uh, uh, Summit Two: Dark Territory. After that, really, really <laughs> sh- after that really really shitty follow up to what was a great action flick of um, you know Under Siege. The never saw it. Called, uh, you never saw Under Siege. Nope. Can't say I have. The one on the battleship with the uh, um, oh Steven Seagal. Nope. Oh, you I, I know the movie. I've just never seen uh, it. Just see how- up until like three weeks ago, I'd never seen fucking Roadhouse. Oh, whoa, wow. Yeah, they yeah let I you know. Vote? Yeah, they they do yeah. let me vote. Yeah. Um. No, you and by a gun. Under- yeah, yeah. You gotta watch Under Siege because it's a great clip. It's it's actually his best like action movie, bar none. I think. I mean, Hard to Kill is probably just as good, but. Um, the second one, like most sequels, just goes right off the fucking cliff. It's absolutely horrible. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're going to take this. We had this really great premise of a Navy SEAL, um, you know, who was busted down to a cook on a battleship that's been taken over. Like, they had this great premise. They're like, all right, now let's do that again on a train. <laughs> this, no other this, is, this is the best episode of Seagal Talk we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, all right, so um, so that's what I'm going to call this, uh, this new uh, North Korea summit. We've had a working government for approximately 23 days. I don't know if that's a record or not, but we should keep track of that. Um, Donald Trump's uh, approval poll uh, approval rating with Gallup did about a uh, 7% bump um, after they um, – so as of the 10th of this month and as of um, February 10th. I should have I should have said earlier, we are recording this on uh, – what the hell is this? This is uh, Sunday the 17th, February 17th. I don't have so a job. Days are meaningless. I don't know. So we're, rec- we're recording this on, on Sunday the 17th. Um, as of the 10th, Donald Trump's approval rating with Gallup was 44%, um, which was uh, about a seven-point jump since the last time they took it. And his uh, approval rating with uh, 538 is still 41.8. So like those numbers don't move around a lot. 
Even with a seven-point jump, Donald Trump's approval rating still stays stays exactly between that 35 and 45 percent mark, where it hasn't hasn't moved since he was elected. Um, fun side note, Shay. Uh, Alex Jones spent about three days lying his ass off about these numbers. I know you're shocked. Oh, God. Um, Unbelievable. Quick reminder, yeah. we are on more podcast mediums than Alex Jones. Yeah. Oh, yes. We are on, like, multiple more podcast mediums than Alex Jones. Um, later, sometime tomorrow, I'm going to throw this this uh, podcast up on YouTube. He's not even fucking allowed probably to look at YouTube anymore. So, um, uh, yeah. No, he was saying that, like, all of them were at 52%. And then he goes on this rant about how all pollsters um, will oversample Democrats by 15 to 25 percent um, in every poll to make Donald Trump look stupid. Um, case in point, you don't have to make Donald Trump look stupid. He does that on his own. And we'll get to that later um, on his rambling fucking, you know, national emergency de- declaration. But uh, so so, Shay, just so you know, Donald Trump's real approval rating is between 65 and 85 percent. So just just F Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, all right. So last week, uh, actually it's two weeks now, two weeks ago. Now we had a, a major technical muff up. Um, I'd like to give a big shout out to a friend of the pod and, and sometimes guest John Maddie. Um, he caught it for us. And apparently when Shay and I were recording the podcast two weeks ago, the recording became out of sync, like in real time. So about at the 10 minute, and this is how I didn't catch it. Cause I don't listen to the whole thing. I just listened to like the beginning and end so I can throw the bumpers on and make sure you can hear us. Um, but uh, we could have a whole series of episodes where oh, yeah. nobody could hear yeah. it and we don't know. Yeah, there can be. I mean, I, I mean, people do listen and people do send his messages. That's why I got to say thanks to John because he caught it. Like apparently at the 10 minute mark, it got out of sync. So like you would hear me talk and then there'd be a long pause where in real time I was listening to Shay's response. And then after that, we would both talk over each other where I guess I was responding to Shay and he was. You know, so it was just long pause and the gibberish and then long pause and the gibberish. Where Shay said before, we usually try to uh, plan this out. So whenever you know you're not hearing me talk, Shay's drinking, and whenever I stop talking, Justin's the one that is drinking. So now I'm talking, um, and it's it's a wonderful system we've got here. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm a little stoned, so he caught me off guard with that. But hey, it's cool. We're, you know, <laughs> we're, we're we're fucking we're peeing into the wind on this one. We're rolling, yeah. So um, we had to scrap that whole podcast, and then the, this past week, uh, we just our schedules just didn't line up. Shay had some fun stuff to do, and since nobody pays us, to do <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, we're not we're not really like. I mean, if, if shit comes up, like if Shay wants to go party and get hammered, we're gonna just you know, kick it back for another week. All right, so we apologize, but we will try to keep a more uh, reasonable schedule. Um, all right, next fun stuff. We got a lot of shit on the horizon. The first thing I want to talk about is um, there's a bunch of movies coming up. I'm kind of behind in, in the movies I watched in the theater. I still need to see Glass, even though it was like horribly, horribly reviewed. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, in full disclaimer, any I mean, we talk about reviews and stuff a lot, uh, and obviously, even like you know, it, it's a review. If you really are curious enough about it, you should go see it regardless. Like, right. yeah. So, but still, it has reviewed pretty poorly. Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, so I, I haven't been I haven't been going I haven't been taking time to go to the theater because I've been like I've been trying to play all the video games that that are in you know out there, and um, I stumbled across a new one. I'm sure I know you're playing it. Apex Apex Legends. I am balls um, deep in Apex Legends. Three hours of that game before I got out here with you. <laughs> it's it, now I want to say I want to say uh, right off the bat that the. Um, Battle Royale uh, genre is not my like go-to. Like I'm more of a Titanfall two guy. So for those of you not who, who haven't been following this, Apex Legends was a free-to-play. Excuse me, Battle Royale game. Should we define Battle Royale for the people that may not know? 
Go ahead, I'm Chase. going to. That's why I brought it up. Trick question. It's happening. Basically, it's just uh, it's it's last man standing. So uh, in one of the more popular games you'll hear, which is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, you a hundred people drop on an island and you're all shooting each other in the face until one person is left. And in Apex Legends, it's a similar idea, except it's sixty people divided into teams of three, and then the last team of three standing wins. That's all it is. And so, like, I jumped into it and. It's fun. It's so you have it on Xbox, right? Huh? Okay. Yeah, I have it on Xbox. But I, I mean, I was thinking about downloading and putting it on my PC because it's just, you know. I, I, I got a regular wrong. group of guys back in West Virginia that we've been playing consistently. So, uh, it, right, and the well, game really hits its stride. It's really, if you can play it with two other people that know what they're doing and you can communicate, it is so much more fun. Well, I can totally see that because I dropped in having literally zero uh, understanding of what it was or what, how yeah. it was going to work. And I killed three people in like, I would say a couple, like I'd say 40 seconds. I was like, first of all, I'm not like a f- first person shooter guru. So either those people were absolute mongoloids or this game is just fluid as shit. It's both. And it was. It was it's just, very yeah, smooth. It's, it's very fluid. It was fun. Yeah. And especially if you've played Titanfall 2, you've already got a base understanding of how the controls it, feel and move. And that was my thing. It's like, I heard it was from the same developers of Titanfall and Titanfall 2. Like, Titanfall, for those of you not familiar with that game, that's a game, uh, it's a first-person shooter that involves mechs. Now, for some weird reason, the the, the the multiplayer of Titanfall was super fun because the whole thing is you jump in with uh, about six or eight guys, and then it's like six or eight against six or eight. I forget what the actual team net numbers were. And then, much like a Super in Destiny or some other game, um, once you get enough kills, you can call in a Titan, which is a, I'd say about what, 20, 25 foot tall mech that you climb into. Yeah, the center like of the me- yeah. The center of them look like Easter eggs because, you know, it's just, a, it's just like this sphere in the middle of this, this mechanized weapon, uh, weapon platform. You hop in it and then, you know, in the game, you can call those mechs down on groups of people. So, like, you can see a bunch of guys advancing on you. Like, ah, oh, fuck you guys. Yeah, I mean, you can and, get in uh, situations where you come around a corner in a mech and you're just stepping on people that aren't don't have their mechs. Oh, yeah, yet. it's great. So much fun. The, the multiplayer was amazing. The um, campaign was... For the was first Titanfall. So the second Titanfall was incredible. Right. The first Titanfall, the the campaign was... was It was like... It was just multiplayer. So yeah, with both the campaign... Yeah, you you and you'd play through it. Win or lose, you'd advance to the next thing. Like it made no sense. But Titanfall two put in a great campaign where you know you of course you know have to take over the uh, the uh, the uh, Titan of a uh, of your your commanding officer and you know you go off and win the day. I'm about halfway through that campaign. I know I'm gonna get my guts r- torn out when they actually kill BT seven four seven two. Greetings, pilot. Yeah, I do not recommend that action, pilot. Yeah, it's it's it, those games are so fun, and the fact that that the same company made this and, and it, it feels so much like Titanfall. Shay was right; you just slide. I mean, re- respawn it. entertainment and, knows what they're doing because keep in mind they're the ones yeah. that uh, uh, started the original Titan or Call of Duty series, and because the guys yeah. that worked at it uh, there then left and formed respawn after Activision bought them, bought Infinity Ward, I believe. Yeah. You know, it's and and the, one of the things that makes me so happy is that it's absolutely crushing for yes. Which isn't a complete I don't. I, I'm a big bad. I have a huge boner for battle royale games, and I Fortnite pisses me off so much. And uh, you know, part of it's that thing where it's just like, oh man, there's just so many people playing this game. Which incidentally, I think Apex Legends is the number one played game on the planet right now. Last I checked. 
yeah. it was like 25 or 30 million mm-hmm. downloads and like an average active player base of like two to three million. It's just fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, th- those were the numbers I read. It took a excuse me. It took uh, Apex Legends uh, 72 hours to hit 10 million million players, and they average between two and four million players online at any given time. And it took Fortnite over two weeks to get there. And, and Fortnite, I mean, the problem with Fortnite is is, is it got so popular. And it's got this bullshit third third person shooter. Um, I third third person is fucking cheater mode. I'm sorry. Like if we're gonna like talk from armchair general nerd lord standards, like being able to crouch and then peek around a corner without them seeing you is for bitches. Well, and if it's not if it's not a Gears of War game, yeah. and I don't have a chainsaw gun, fuck yeah, off. no, Just fuck first, right the fuck first off. person. But I mean, you and I grew up playing fucking Doom Two online, so that wasn't an option. Right, so. Yeah. 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 So it's absolutely crushing the garbage game that is um, uh, Fortnite. Uh, the first time I actually watched Fortnite, show, like like you said, everybody's talking about it and everybody's streaming it. Like so, all these Twitch streamers will just like stream themselves for hour playing Fortnite, which I know is 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 a way to make money and it's an actual it's a hard thing to do to actually play a game and be funny enough and quip enough without being super racist and anti-Semitic. Um, for hours to like keep people in, in you know, inter- you know, engaged to, to watch you play this shit game. But like the first time I saw Fortnite, I was like, this is a mobile game, right? It, yeah, it looks like, like it. This, <laughs> is this something I should play on my, on, on my, on my old Blackberry? What the fuck is this thing? All right. Ah, maybe so. Mad. It's frustrating um, as hell. So anyway, um, speaking of video games, you see that that Blizzard uh, laid off like 800 people after it made a record profit. Uh, yeah, that that's what happens when Activision buys you. Um, you know, it's I, I mean, yeah. to, to short answer your question is yes, I did see that. Um, it's just it's it's one of those things that like it sucks because Blizzard. It, up until the last few years was one of the, well, pretty much till Activision bottom was one of those companies that I consistently was a fanboy for. Like I'm all about Warcraft three, Starcraft, Starcraft two. I even, I, you know, Diablo. I, you know, Diablo, Diablo two, Diablo three. I dipped my balls into, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, overwatch and, you know, for a little bit, didn't really take. And then, uh, same thing with world of Warcraft. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's, that's one of those things. It really happens, uh, in the game industry and Activision is known for that. They will come in and they will buy a company that has a great profit uh, or a great product. And, uh, they will uh, just 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 wreck house because I mean it, it's just what they yeah. do. Um, you know, it's kind of like how EA has a reputation for doing that. Where like for which again, like with like Respawn Entertainment that made Apex Legends, EA owns them. So I'm always a little iffy about mm-hmm. it. Like it's a free game, it's free to play. So down the line, they could start mm-hmm. saying stuff like, "Hey, pay me an extra dollar a month if you want to be able to shoot people in this game." But um, it was sad to see what Blizzard happened, but especially as, as, as uh, somebody who was laid off from a company that had really poor uh, messaging. Uh, my understanding was a lot of those employees at Blizzard found out about it because a game site tweeted that people were being laid off and they didn't know. Cause like one dude walks outside, starts crying cause he's been laid off. Game journalist sees that tweets about it. And then you've got people oh, at yeah. blizzard who are finding out they're about to lose their job from a Twitter that has no way related to blizzard as a company thing. So uh, that must've yeah. been super shitty. Well, yeah. And, and which makes me hesitant to buy Diablo three. Cause I've actually never played it and I was just about to pick it up, but I don't know. It's uh, no, I, I will I will say that Diablo three is super sure. fun. Um, uh, this the whole fanboying for different studios is a thing, but since they buy and cannibalize each other so much, it it's lost a lot of that luster. Like, I mean, when when we were playing Diablo one and two, like 
Blizzard could do no wrong. Oh, absolutely. Like, Especially waited. during the days of Diablo 2. Yeah, and, and World of Warcraft and, and StarCraft. Like, if Blizzard was going to release a game, you were just going to fucking yep. buy it. You didn't know what it was. Like, you might find out after you open it that it was, it was a middle school simulator. Like, you just sat through a middle school geography class. And, like, and what you awesome. would say is, oh, my God, these cinematics are so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some bullshit yeah. like that. Um, I, I think the reason it, it made such a splash is not that people give a shit whether you know Blizzard hires or fires its whole whole staff. Is like I think everybody was expecting a new. There, there's no marquee games on their. Roster. No, and then the last thing they announced was that dog shit Diablo mobile game. Right. Oh, that was so dumb. That that so chaffed dumb. my butthole. I mean, so dumb. you can I have a Diablo game on mobile. That's fine, but don't make that your main pillar don't make that the next big diablo game like give me one of two things a remake of diablo 2 with a modern engine or diablo 4 gets fuck out and then later on you can release your crappy mobile game i downloaded a bunch of emulators to my phone when i found out that they had you know like a emulator and i was like oh that's gonna be so great but then you quickly realize that without the textile differential between the so hard button like you have no clue. No, where it's hard. Is. Like, what the now you can here? buy these yeah. really badass things that basically look like a 360 controller. And then it's got a little yeah. harness on the back that your phone clicks into. And so you can sync it and you can play those games. It's basically turns your phone into a, a little game console. And I've thought about buying right. one of those. Uh, but most times when I, I, I've never found gaming on a phone to be that enjoyable to where I'm going to carry around a fucking controller like a jackass. No, no, no. I'd rather open up my laptop like Jack. Exactly. Okay. Uh, um, we have, okay, another another nerdery news. Uh, we have it officially now that uh, Ben Affleck is no longer going to be I did see that, which so I'll say Bat this Fleck, right now. Bat I Fleck fucking love Bat Fleck. I don't care what anybody says. He, he was Bat the Fleck best too. part of the DC universe so far, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Like, I was happy. Like, okay. Christian I do like Dale, that dude as the Flash, Batman. though. I will say that. I do like what's his face in the flash. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, Christian Bale as Batman and Batman Begins looked like he could kick somebody's ass. Like he had, he put on something like 35, 40 pounds of muscle to play that role and looked like he was, you know, formidable as Batman. Since that point, you know, I mean, I don't think Michael Keaton like like he was kind of the the Tim Burton Batman, and you can be skinny and be the Tim Burton Batman, I guess. And, and a, lo- a lot of his bulk came from what was the suit. I, I'm sure he toned yeah. up for it, but he 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 wasn't like a big dude. Yeah, Ben Affleck is the tallest Batman at six two oh, or six three, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I think he's six three. Um, he's the tallest Batman by far to this point, and he actually looked like he could kick somebody's ass, like. It wasn't cinematics when he was just pounding on people. And I will never forget in uh, Batman vs. Superman, which, you know, we could actually do an entire podcast on the pros and cons of that movie. But when he face plants the guy through oh, the it's floor, fantastic. There, he, there you go. Like, you're my Batman for life now. Was it, was it, uh, yeah, it was Batman vs. Superman where he uh, uses his bat grapple and pulls the crate across the room and hits the guy in the head with it, right? That's out of that oh, yeah, warehouse yeah. scene toward the yeah where they introduce Batman. See that's that's why I like him. 
And I probably would have been a big fan of whoever played him in that just because they that's the only movie where they depict Batman moving the way he moved in the comics or like the animated series. When you first see Batman, he's up in the corner of the ceiling, like with all four hands yeah. and arms out saying standing above. And then he swings down and goes out into the out under the door frame. And it's and that's it's fucking awesome. It's great. That's how he moved in the comics. It was really cool. Um you know, I, I is it, all the issues with those movies like Ben Affleck's Batman. I don't think is one of them. No, and everybody was. I can't. I don't know. It's because of just his history of movies or whatever. But when it's because he, happened, it, was it was Daredevil. That's what it is. When he played Daredevil, that's oh, why. Because yeah. he's got that great clip. Uh, it's like Conan O'Brien or Jay Leno, where he says that he saw the reaction. He's like he lo- opened a thread on Reddit about his announcement of playing Batman. And the top comment was just no, and he was like, <laughs> "All right, well, fuck you guys." Um, but that's what yeah. it was. It's because that Daredevil movie that came out in the early two thousands was garbage. Oh yeah. If you guys haven't seen that, the extended uh, cut is supposed don't. to be an actual good flick. It's like forty minutes longer, but I've never seen it. Oh, I don't need to see Ben Affleck in that much um, leather. Yeah, um, but the uh, upside of us losing a a honest to god Batfleck is that now, well, I don't know if it's an upside upside, but now every fourteen minutes online, somebody's like volunteering to play Batman, or we get this new, like the studio is eyeing so-and-so. And right now, apparently the studio is eyeing, was it Robert Pattinson? I don't, know. I, I don't even know who Vampire, that is. The, the sparkly vampire from the that's Twilight dumb. series. I, I just, yeah, just yeah. because he was yeah. in those Twilight movies, that's dumb. Like, I mean, now having said that, I'll, I'll, and this is something everyone should keep in mind moving forward in this, uh, this uh, nerd off here is that uh, if you had told me that uh, fucking what's his face from a knight's tale, was going to play with uh, um, Joker oh, and um, the the key. If, if you would have told yeah. me back in the day that Heath Ledger was going to be one of the best, if not the best on screen Joker, uh, I would have slapped you right in your stupid face. And he was fucking incredible. So, I mean, it, it could work out Let that, you know, but still I'm going to be thinking about twilight, the whole movie. So that's why I don't want that to happen. Right. Well, and he also, he just looks like another, pr- like he's too pretty. Of course you, you need, well, yeah, yeah, and the thing is, is that yes, the alter ego of Batman, or I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne, is the real life person whose alter ego is Batman, and so you need to pick somebody who would you know look clean cut and crisp in a suit and blah blah blah, and that would be Robert Patterson or whatever the hell his name is. I don't give a shit. Um, but a lot of other people have throwing their name into the uh, ring and some of them like you know that's just noise I, no. just, I don't really give a shit about that but every now and then one of them somebody will do it and it really piqued my interest and right now apparently Chris Maloney of Law and Order SOU fame wants to do it like he said I want to be Batman and that really piqued my interest because Chris Maloney is uh, about the age of um you know got a, my mic cord stuck in my pocket knife here um I uh He's about the age of Ben Affleck. He is a muscular guy. Like, he can look clean cut when he wants to. He's got some weight on him. Looks like he can kick somebody's ass. Um, I liked him, and he was the uh, army general in um, Man of Steel. Oh, that guy. I mean. Yeah, the, the guy that the guy that drew a knife and was like, you know, let's do this, bitch. You know, and, um, you know, of course, Superman, like, threw a train at the girl before he could get his yeah. ass handed to him. but. 
Like I would, I think that would be interesting, but we're going to have another, what, 18 months of this nonsense. Yeah. And I don't follow the DC production schedule enough to know, like, has him not being Batman pushed back production of other movies or is that, I, I don't think it has either. So I imagine they'll find somebody to play him. And then when they do, you're going to hear about it uh, because he's Batman's kind of a big deal oh, in the yeah. DC universe. I'm told. Yeah. He's part of the Trinity. Um, well, like when, when um, Superman, oh, what the hell is his name? Henry Cavill. Yeah, he when they went back and forth that he was out of the role, like everybody was like shitting themselves. And I, I don't really give a shit who plays Superman, either. but that's because Superman isn't one of my favorites. Like, like in right. in this, I don't like. Yeah, I think we've yeah. gone over this before in the podcast. He's just su- such a generic character as a staple yeah. of the DCU. Just find some buff white. I mean, honestly, though, having said that, you know who I fucking love is Superman. Is the guy that plays Superman on Supergirl. He's pretty solid because um, he pops back in, and yeah. I mean he's he's more of a, a Dean Kane kind of Superman. He's he's kind of a he's a little uh-huh, trimmer. Yeah. He's a little more slim. He's not like big and muscly, which I, I don't have a problem with. You don't have to be super ripped. Um, I mean, depending on which Superman comic you're reading, he's not like All Star Superman. He's not like a big buff Adonis looking dude. So, um, but uh-huh. I, you know, I just. I just don't give a shit. It's just got to be somebody decent. I don't, as long as it's not like, all right, Jack Nicholson is Superman or fucking Shia LaBeouf <laughs> or like, the, you know, whatever the, the uh, fucking, uh, what, you know, Michael Ian Black is Superman. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Lost dude. But yeah. All day. Superman. Yeah. I don't really care. Um, we'll see. I don't, he, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with him because there is a justice league two in production, but I don't know how far along it is or really care either. I think the focus right now. I think the focus right now is on things like Shazam and you know. The and I will that. say, Shazam, I am optimistic for. I think it looks great. If the tone of the trailers oh, are, is any indication, it's going to be fun. And I really just want Shazam introduced into the universe. So at some point in the future, we could get a Superman versus Shazam uh, uh, movie. Which has been done already, animated and in the comic books. And just for anyone that doesn't know, Shazam is basically as strong as Superman, but he gets his powers from magic, so he can just wail on Superman and, and just beat his ass. Uh, if he and that would be yeah. very fun to watch on screen. I bet you won't see that because of the reaction of Batman versus Superman. An- another versus well, movie wouldn't if, fly, if, I bet. Because but I don't know. They made money off of it, well, so who knows? Not yeah, yeah. We, yeah. And we've had that discussion back and forth, like. Everybody wants to just shit all over these movies that make four or five times their, you know, their budget. But um, no, yeah. And super, I always love the Shazam versus Superman stuff because like Shay said, Shazam has most of the power Superman does and they, they're equal in strength. So they can just wail on each other. But Superman's a one weakness, which is always discussed in the comics. Of Shay, so other than no, kryptonite. He has no, yeah, his, you know, other than kryptonite, of course, everybody knows that one, but it, like he has no natural resistances to magic. So, like, if you hit him with a laser so or whatever, you, but if it's a magic laser beam. Well, well, if it's like yeah. a magic lightning bolt, which is how Shazam gets his powers. And it's and that's the trope of, of most of these verses. Like, one of the best verses Sears ever, you know, um, Kingdom Come mm. by uh, Alex. Um, Alex. Oh, God. I'm drawing oh, who the hell? Who knows? Uh, you know. Yeah, the, the writer and artist. Uh, it'll come to me in a second. But, you know, uh, Superman's trying to whip the shit out of uh, um, Shazam. Alex Ross. And all Shazam does is Alex Ross, thank you. Um, Shazam just kind of like holds on to Superman and just keeps screaming Shazam and keeps transforming back and forth. And every time that lightning bolt hits, Superman just gets Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And that hurts. Like, Stop it. 
Yeah, good. All right. Oh, speaking of big hunky men, uh, Shay, we have a uh, a um, He Man really in the works. Going to start filming. Oh, in July. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's cool. We can't talk. We can't talk about hunky men without talking about He Man, and you also can't talk about He Man without talking about the Masters of the Universe. Oh, 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 that movie is. <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah. Dolph Holy shit! Man. Like. I remember um, as a I mean, kid being confused maybe, by it because, like, I love the cartoon, but then the movie was even as a kid, I was like, "This is yeah. no good. I don't like this. Why? Why don't I like this? I should like this. It's mad. It's He Man, right? But it's yeah. not. It's uh, yeah. Fuck. Uh, I mean, you had Courtney Cox, Dude. you had Dolph Lundgren, you had some. He- you actually actually had some heavy hitter actors that played some of Skeletor's minions and shit. It was it was bonkers that they did that shit, and um, so yeah. Uh, I think I think if they whoever I don't know who they've cast for any of this, but I just saw that they've started filming, and I hope they cast the biggest roided out son of a bitch they can find. Oh, I, you know, man. depends on what angle you take it. Honestly, He Man at its core is kind of a fantasy movie. I mean, it's it's a fantasy. So oh, yeah, if yeah, you yeah, did oh, yeah. like a dark ish fantasy film or just like a really over the top. And I didn't need to be that dark. I mean, we're talking like the later Harry Potter, mo- Harry, Harry Potter movies, dark. It could be a lot of fun, but I don't know who is associated with it. Um, uh, let's, I mean, it's a uh, mass. Let's see. I don't know if there's anything. Oh, here we go. Uh, Masters of the universe to be le- directed by the knee brothers who have done. Absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> uh, you know, could be great, could suck ass, but I'll probably go see it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, we got that. Um, Shay and I have already talked about some Transformer stuff before. We got a Transformer uh, cartoon coming out. Yeah. That, that's a, a, it's a, I don't know if you've yeah, seen Netflix it, but the, the showrunner on that is a guy that was behind a uh, animated show that was just a web series. Each episode's about 11 minutes long called Power of the Primes which is reviewed pretty well, but I've never watched it. Um, the animation oh, studio yeah. is going to be Polygon Animation, which are the guys that did um, uh, a bunch of the Netflix animated stuff. It's the, the same, uh, those God's animated Godzilla movies. It's the computer-generated anime style, yeah. not hand-drawn. Um, I'm honestly not a huge fan of the, the, that yeah. style of animation, but the people behind that War for Cybertron series have done some cool stuff, so I'm cautiously optimistic. All right, everybody, we are back. <coughs> and after about 40 minutes of absolute nonsense, um, let's talk about some new shit. Yeah, like it's going to be not nonsense all yeah. business from yeah. here on yeah, out. This is where we're going to get yeah, real. This is, serious, we're gonna, this is where shit gets real. Yeah, this is where shit gets real. All right. Um, so, in the last, okay, so since we did a podcast, Donald Trump gave the uh, <laughs> gave his State of the Union, and he gave the first State of the Union after the longest. Uh, government shutdown in the history of the United States. So, you know, hashtag MAGA. Killing and, it. Yeah, killing it. Uh, the only thing that really stuck, like, really stuck out to me is that, I mean, he said a bunch of bullshit. We all know he's going to say a bunch of bullshit. He says a bunch of bullshit when he's just, I mean, he can't not lie. So the idea that the State of the Union was going to be some epic, you know, all-American, you know, clusterfuck was just it was there, there was never going to be anything other than a bunch of lies there yeah and they apparently kicked the speech back to a speechwriter several times because he wanted it to be more mean to democrats for making him look like a dipshit but 
the two things he that did stick stick out to me that he he told everybody he said that you have to drop the um, investigations into me, just like Nixon did. I was about to say, you know who else said that in his State of the Union? Oh yeah, Tricky yeah. Dick. Yeah. So, like, here's the quote. It says, on Friday, it was announced that we added another 304,000 jobs last month alone. Almost double what was expected. An economic miracle is taking place in the United States. The only thing that can stop uh, that can stop it is foolish wars, politics, or ridiculous partisan investigations. <sighs> I mean, are you surprised? No. Yeah, that was yeah, always going to be what he's doing. That's always what it was going to be. He went on to say, if there is going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation. Oh, it just doesn't work that way. Oh, actually, you know he actually, thought that was a literary oh, goal. He thought that was going to be his next the wall. Yeah. Oh, I was just yeah, thinking, yeah. that shit's ridiculous. And and, and what, what's funny about that is that's, that's actually exactly what the house is supposed to do legislate oh, exactly. and investigate that's their job so um yeah. and and it's yeah it's just, yeah, fuck that that's ridiculous well and we see again and again and we'll talk about more of it in this this podcast alone as we go through what has happened in the last two weeks that donald trump legitimately does not know how the united states and its government operates just doesn't fucking have a clue yeah he didn't get it doesn't get it um, and then the other thing that's stuck or he out. Or he doesn't care, one of the two. Uh, what's that? Or he just doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't know. No. That's probably he true. Would, he, would have to, like, he would have to study a lot to learn, and then you would be correct that he doesn't care. But doesn't even, like, <laughs> He doesn't understand like, it enough to right, not care. Like, if, you sh- if you handed him a list of bullet points that were the fucking, um, the, the, what we call the Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments to the Constitution, he'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, then they would have to be bullet points because the whole, like, I mean, the 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 First Amendment, something like what? It's like maybe three hundred characters, something maybe, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. How how some of these amendments are so short? He would be like, ah, I'm not reading that. Um, whatever. Uh, the other one that that's that really stuck out to me was he actually called for um, an end to late term abortions, as if he had not been pro life his whole life, or um, yeah, pro choice his whole life. I'm sorry, what pro-choice. I, you know, and I'm not even going to pretend to understand what is what what by definition makes something a late term quotes abortion. It's it's I know, all, it's how far it is into the pregnancy, but I, I guess I could right. just fucking Google it. But right, well, first of all, late term abortion is not a medical term. It is not okay. So, that 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 well, says a lot. Yeah, so what they're basically saying is that they used to be illegal for any, um, in, depending on state to state, of course, but uh, what Roe versus Wade did was on privacy basis, like people forget about this. Roe v. Wade was a privacy argument that the government has no business to know what a woman is doing with their nether parts. Yeah. Um, so it was a privacy issue, and it guaranteed a woman the right to abortion um, up to viability, which is generally can, generally generally, you know, neither you and I are fucking gynecologists, but it's generally accepted to be like 24 weeks into the present pregnancy. And, but a lot of, a lot of places have posted and passed laws that, you know, the second viability is there, you know, these heartbeat laws, like as soon as you can detect a heartbeat, you know, you're not allowed to abort the fetus. And so, but the other thing Roe v. Wade did was guarantee the right to an abortion after viability. And what, what, what has stirred up all this, and the reason Donald Trump said this, I'll read you the quote right now, because it's, it's complete horseshit, and he didn't write it. I'll, I'll read it to you, and if, if you think Donald Trump wrote it, I would like you to send me $100. Shit. Yeah. Um, there could be no greater contrast to the beautiful image of a mother holding her infant child. 
uh, than the chilling displays our nation saw in recent days. Lawmakers in New York cheering with delight upon the passage of legislation that will allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments before birth. These are living, feeling, beautiful babies who will never get a chance to share their love and dreams with the world. And then we had a case, had the case of Governor of Virginia, where he basically stated that he would execute the baby after birth. To defend the, dig the dignity of every person, I'm asking Congress to pass legislation to prohibit late-term abortions, again, not a medical term, um, of children who, who can feel pain in the mother's womb. Let us work together to build a culture that cherishes innocent life. Let us reaffirm the fundamental truth. All children, born and unborn, are made in the holy image of God. <laughs> well, I, I can't imagine he didn't write that. Are you, are you, so you're saying you're not going to send me hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah. That I mean, Dad, that's, that's <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, I mean, the the thing that with me is that if that's you know, then who gets to define what late term means? I mean, that's a whole different. Um, I mean, you, you, that basically, that, basically, the general general consensus of people is that it's in the third trimester. Okay, third trimester. I mean, because because many 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 pregnancies that are carried into the third trimester can be, you know prematurely, you know, C-sections, you know, stimulated, whatever, like things like that happen. But what they're doing right now, like here's, here's some really, like pay attention to the words right here. Uh, fuck, I lost it. Killing it. Okay. Passage of legislation would allow babies to be ripped from a mother's womb moments before birth. So what they're saying is that, 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 that nomenclature says that people, a.k.a. Democrats, would like to wait until a woman is in labor, dilated. Maybe the baby's crowning a little bit. Just be like, yeah, fuck it. We don't want this baby. And just stab in the face. I mean, all, all, all like, of this, the language in that speech is so is very um, – it's designed to evoke an emotional response. And it's the kind of thing that he says a lot where it sounds really good. It's a great soundbite. But once it goes to the courts, when they try to pass the laws, then someone's going to ask the question, well, what does late-term abortion mean? They're going to talk to a doctor, and a doctor is going to say, well, that's not a thing. And then it's all going to grind to a halt while they figure that out. Like, right. it's – that's it's just him talking out of his ass. It sounds good. I mean, if if you're all for pro life, like I guarantee you, that speech made a lot of people go fuck yeah. But like the nitty gritty oh, of it yeah. is, I highly doubt there's any kind of research been done into the legal framework of that. Well, actually, like the reason he's so upset is because New yeah, York passed yeah. this law on the twenty second. Wasn't of all that? Wasn't that, all that, it was? Is oh wait, I, I, my understanding was New York passed a law that just ratified Roe versus Wade on the state level if it got overturned at the federal level. And that's literally yep, all the way. They were literally saying literally the only—they're literally only saying the law we've been following since the 1970s is still the law if the feds overturn it in the state of New York, and nothing is different other than right. that. Okay, exactly. that, just to make let's, that fucking clear. Yeah, and, this, and let's make something else fucking clear. The thing that chaps my ass is that if you want to be pro-life, fantastic. I don't think that if you, Shay, if you and I had a three-part series with either one of my friends or one of your friends who is ardently pro-life, we could change no. I don't think that's a, a topic that you like waffle on no. much. But when you tell me that you're pro-life because Democrats want to kill babies right when they're born or after they're born, then you're a fucking moron. Cite your sources. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And cite your sources because here's the problem. Like the, the pro-life movement, Donald Trump, Alex Jones, all of these really, really right-wing cranks like to talk about Democrats as if that the only thing that we enjoy is to kill babies once they're viable. And that's A, absolutely fucking absurd, and B, not even close to the truth. National statistics show that just over 1% 
of abortions performed in the United States in any given year are late-term abortions. Abortions. Abortion. These are abortions. These are um, these are abortions that were not like they're not done willy-nilly. Like nobody does a, a, a an abortion at the eighth month because. They had decided to get pregnant and then decided against it because, you know, they may maybe wanted to move and didn't want to move with a newborn. No, that's not what I think is as somebody I- who doesn't actually have to make this decision. Um, uh, I uh, I think that's the thing that pisses me off so much about the, the GOP talking points is if you were going to follow the way the GOP talk about it and the way the talking heads on Fox News talk about it, you would think you have people that are getting pregnant just because they want to abort a baby. Like they, oh, they yeah. make that's, it that's they're, 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 the, yeah. the, the cadence, the way they talk about it, the language they use makes it sound like these people are going into these clinics gleefully expecting an abortion. When in reality, it is going to be one of the hardest, if not the hardest decision that person has ever made or ever will make in their life. Like, and, and nobody because, wants because. to do it. Right, because these are not these are not just willy nilly no. decisions, like you said. This is something these people agonize wanted, over. These are wanted pregnancies yeah. that went south. Like either the baby was going to be born with a horrible deformity and would not survive, or the actual act of birth could possibly kill the mother. That's how this works. And Shay, you and I talked about this on the podcast that got garbled and fucking eaten into the abyss. But there was a there's you know there was a um, a woman um, a doctor who actually performs these. And I'm going to have to look in my... And don't most, if not all states, require... I mean, my understanding is there's... I mean, and and again, the the actual legal physical process of it is less the details for me uh but i understand there's also like things like they you don't just walk in and go i want this done and they do it there's some counseling involved and you have to talk to somebody oh, and yeah yeah and and in a lot of these states a lot of these states the only way the, a lot of these states the only way that uh, a late-term abortion quote unquote you know we keep using the term it's not even a fucking it's not a medical term but one um a pregnancy um terminated after say the 20th or 24th week are recommended by doctors and signed off by doctors. So, so here's um, one of the gynecologists. She's kind of become a uh, she's kind of gone viral. Her name is Jennifer Gunter. Um, she did a Twitter thread where she just went through and said, "Like, listen, I have done late term abortions. I have done these. They are always, always for the health of the mother or the fact that the the fetus is not viable." Yeah, and. And she says that the only time she knew of one that was done where the fetus may have been viable um, was that the the fetus it was a sister raped by a brother situation, and that was done that was in Michigan, and Michigan had a law where you could not terminate a pregnancy after the twenty fourth month, and the parents of the 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 daughter did not know about the pregnancy until after that point. So like they were like, holy shit, this is not a good situation. They petitioned to be able to travel out of the state to have the abortion. The state just knee-jerk reaction because of the laws on the book said, no, you can't do that. And then they interviewed the mother, the father, the daughter, and they're like, holy shit, she was raped by her brother? Yeah, yeah, go go where the fuck you got to go to get this taken care of. This is not a pregnancy you want to, you know, perpetuate into your family, you know? So that was the one instance she could come up with, and that was in 1998. So this is not this is this is I mean uh, kind of like the fucking voter ID law. This is this is an outrage for a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah, nobody in a perfect world there would never be a late term abortion, and in a perfect world there would never be an abortion. Period. But in a perfect world there will be um, 
happy family units that never fought and they were never in poverty and nobody beat anybody and nobody molested anybody. And, I mean, it, it's yeah. just one of those things like I, I can, I can understand where you're coming from on this. If, uh, you know, when you, you just say, you know, I just, I believe it's wrong. Uh, I get sure. that. But when your information is based off of this narrative that people on the left are just gleefully strolling through twirling a cane into the abortion clinic, which is how they make it sound, um, you oh, know, yeah. and, and it, you which know, which is, is a big, how, which is a good example of how uh, language plays a difference in the argument. Because anyone on, you know, in both, in no, both parties are not the same. People on the right use the term abortions. People, or excuse me, people on the left will use that term, and a lot of t- the talking heads on the right will say "kill babies," which has a completely oh, yeah. different connotation. Um, and and that messaging is what makes it so fucking infuriating because it, it's not at all a, a good example of the reality of the situation. Well, even, even, and I, I can give you, I actually, Shay, I sent, I think I sent you a link to the discussion I had on Facebook with a friend of mine who was using these very far right talking points from an Alex Jones, from a Sean Hannity. And he, he was like, well, I don't listen to those people. Like, well, you might not listen to them, but you're using their fucking words. Yeah. And one of the arguments they have is like, well, if uh, aborting a baby or a fetus, whatever you want to call it, um, three days before it's supposed to be born is okay. Why not three days after it's born? Or why not three years after it's born? I was like, are, are you fucking shitting me? Like, how does a nice law... Pivot, nice pivot, written, bro. Yeah, nice pivot to hyperbole, bro. Um, how does a law that is written to protect the health of the mother applicable when the baby is outside of no. the mother's womb? Like... Unless we have some kind of satanic Chucky issues going on, that mother should be totally set, you know, uh, you know, barring complications, which can happen. But, like, there's no reason that during – even if there were horrible complications that caused the yeah, – could, could, you know, the baby's already born. It's over here just kicking ass. It's fine. And then if the mother goes into complications, you don't, you know – act revenge on the baby. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh- Hold on a second. We are good to go. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. What were you saying? That was me hat lefting left our new software on mute from coughing from a giant hit from my vape. Anyway, oh, okay. and this works even better to bring the uh, mood of the conversation down a little bit. Uh, you mentioned those Chucky movies. Did you know in the new one, he's an AI gone rogue and not a serial killer in his body? Oh. That is bullshit, and Hollywood ruins everything. Exactly. Sorry to steer the conversation, but I had to say it. I'm very angry about that. Uh, anyway. Uh, I could have gone. I could have gone my whole life without yep. knowing that Shay until the movie was released. Sorry, I was, dude. I was, yep. I was angry nope. He, it's a it's a new AI toy gone horribly wrong. No. Yeah. 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 But all right. So the uh, the state of the union was uh, predictably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So did you watch any of this? Uh, okay. Moving along. Did you watch any of this acting? Ag. Um, I think his name is Matt Whitaker, but. Yeah, the, the new, the, the new, Whitaker. the acting guy is Matt Whitaker, and the other guy is William Barr. William no, Barr. yeah, is that right? Yeah, okay. So we actually have a, we actually have an official yeah. uh, attorney general right now, saying William Barr. Um, a lot of the LGBTQ and more socially active groups have uh, said that Barr is a bad, a bad guy, and he, he's not a, 
he's not a very socially uh, accepting guy. Uh, but the the main reason I think Donald Trump picked him or would approve of him is because during the uh, Iran Contra affair, when Donald, when uh, George, um, um, when Herbert Walker Bush was uh, elected president. Barr was his attorney general and he recommended partnering fuck everybody. Yeah. Like that, that, and that was, he, and he will say that, like he says that in news interviews, he says in for a penny, in for a pound. If you're going to pardon that guy, pardon fuck everybody. So I think Donald Trump's very, very happy that he might be able to pardon fuck everybody. If the shit hits a fan with uh, a Robert Barr. Um, I, you know, and it, th- what's funny about this is that, uh, the, one of the more fun scuttlebutts that I've seen float around that, you know, you know, I, I, there's no, nobody can confirm or deny. It's just one of those funny things you see online is that Trump is kind of butthurt because he found out after the fact that William Barr and, uh, Mueller are actually that they're, they're friends. Oh, yeah. They know each other. They're on good terms. Um, you know, and I, you know, that could just be one of those things that people say out there to throw out there. Cause it looks good politically, but it would be funny if that were the case. Um, I don't know. He's well, he's uh, not he's not he's better than Matt Whitaker. And no. that's the thing. That's the thing I want to talk about. Matt Whitaker. I mean, it's an appointed position. Who, of course, uh, it's going to be somebody he likes. He thought Jeff well, Sessions yeah, was great well, until it. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. god damn it, you recused yourself. What the fuck? Yeah, um, you follow you the little law, shit. you little prick. Um, yeah, um, Matt Whitaker. For those of you who don't know, um, is currently under federal in, uh, in investigation for his. Uh, Oh God! What was the name of this company? Um, he's currently in a, like he was. Uh, first of all, he he was he was a he ran and he was a legal advice for um, a companies that would give patents and like patent help to people. And uh, and one of the things like he, at, at a certain point he talked about like paying people in time coins. Like apparently he thought that they were going to come up with like time travel or whatever. Um, the funniest part was he uh, he was um, he pitched and marketed a toilet for a well endowed man. Yeah, you know, uh, hey guys, don't you hate it when you sit in your toilet and your and your doink touches the cold water? So the toilet had like extra room for your doink to be there without touching the cold water. But the name of the company was so um, World bad. It, it was like marketing. a subsidy. Uh, the journal mean? citing sources and Whitaker was paid nine thousand three hundred seventy-five dollars to serve on World Patent Marketing Advisory Board. Right, World World Patent Marketing sounds like a subsidy of Prestige yeah. Worldwide, who was founded by the the um, step. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah, and that's a terror. Yeah, that's fantastic. This guy is a complete doof, and during his um, house testimony, um, he he told. Um. He told uh, Nadler, the chairman Nadler, um, uh, chairman Nadler, who's Democrat now, is you know, of course, the yeah, you know, now the Democrats are in control of the House. He's the uh, he's the chair of the um, why would this not open? Um, he's the chair of the uh, House uh, Intel Committee, da, da, da. and so uh, oh, you bitch, internet. Uh, so anyway, Nadler asked him a question, and Whitaker looks at the time and says, "Well, you're uh, five minutes up," and just tried not to ask him. Interrupted in laughter, and Chairman, Chairman yeah. Nadler was like, "Yeah, guess what? I'm the one that gets to tell the rules, so you're gonna you're answer the fucking question." Like, what a fucking doof. Yeah, no, he's he's a fucking shit. Yeah. He's so a shit. I saw that. That was funny. 
Um, the other thing I saw in that, I don't know if you, you picked up on this, was he, the, uh, he admitted, and we knew this before, that the Department of Justice is defending Donald Trump in a Emoluments Clause lawsuit about the, his uh, D.C. hotel. Have you seen this? Yeah, has have it a yeah. I'm, I, I I've skimmed it. I know there's some some shit up and down about how he, a bunch of people have stayed at his hotel in D.C. at very high rates. So he's basically profiting from the fact that people are staying at his hotel while he's president. Well, That's my understanding of it. Goes further than that. Um, foreign dignitaries know that to get a little bit more, you know, juice in these negotiations, that if you're going to stay in D.C. for a week. And try to talk to the White House. Stay at the Trump Hotel. So if they know if they know oh. you're throwing some money that way, they're like, "Oh yeah, of course we'll see." You know, that guy that you know sawed off the head of one of the journalists that's living in the United States. You just stay at our hotel. Who filed the uh, lawsuit against it? I want to say it's the um, ACLU. Right. I, I feel, well, I feel like that's is, what it was. The Department but, of Justice um, is defending Donald Trump in this lawsuit. The Department of Justice is using our taxpayer dollars to defend Donald Trump against violations of the Constitution. That's not the way this is supposed to work. The Do- Department of Justice is supposed to defend the United States. Like, uh, It is the Mar- uh, Mar- uh, governments of Maryland and the District of Columbia Against President Trump, arguing that his stake in the hotel violates the Constitution's okay. Emolument Clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just well, do it. I just to, to clear that up. It's like the Department of Justice is supposed to defend the United States if China sues us. It's not supposed to yeah. defend the United, uh, the sitting president. That should be Donald Trump's fucking lawyers and Donald Trump's fucking dollars. That's just oh, that irks me. Irks me. Oh. All right, all right, moving on, moving on. Huh? Sure. 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 Now. <clears throat> Shay, do you have any thoughts in, now. in the, uh, the, later. the state of Virginia and how we should turn it off and restart it or maybe just like <sighs> um, I personally I mean, think like, we should all just fucking resign. I, everybody I, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I don't care what I don't really give a shit what your intentions or how it looked or you felt about it in the 80s. Uh, it looks super fucking bad for the party right. as a whole so you need to fucking go. Um, now the, the, the real question for me is, do you follow the chain of succession or do you hold some sort of, uh, a, a secondary election? Um, I, I mean, if, if you're just going to go with the chain of succession, right. I think that puts a Republican in charge, which is, I mean, that's, that's, that's the system. So that's what you go for. I don't like it. Hey, um, actions have fucking uh, my main concern. In, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, okay. So here's what I'd say. I think not being a hypocrite and holding these people accountable for the same shit the Democratic Party's been preaching for years now is more important than letting a Republican agree. have that spot. So, um, exactly, because, because you know, in my opinion, in theory, that would mean the next time an election rolls around, um, unless that guy kills it, which if he kills it, he should be reelected, or that it's woman, whatever you want to say, uh, whoever ends up, uh, it's a dude now, okay. <clears throat> or whoever, you know, so, uh, I, uh, I mean, I, you know, either way, honestly, I mean, that, that's how government's supposed to work. So if they don't want to hold an election, um, hold it. But I mean, that's like the top three officials that have been voted in by Democrats. I could see the argument that we should hold an election. And then if the current guy wins, that's fine. Um, I don't think they've made it. it they're just going to well, go with the chain okay. of command on that one, aren't they? Let's take a step back and let me run this down for anybody who's been in a cave for a while. So. 
couple weeks ago, the uh, governor of Virginia was apparently, it, it came out that in his page of his uh, med school yearbook, it was him like leaning on a car, him fishing, and then uh, a guy in blackface and a guy in a clan outfit. So just by the layout of the page, it assumes that he was, <laughs> what's that? So super racist. Well, it assumes so that he was picture. one of the two people on that fucking racist yeah. picture. So he originally, like, it came yeah. out. He originally said that, like, he he originally apologized. Here's where he fucked up. He originally apologized for being part of the picture, and then the next day said, after looking at it, I'm neither of the two people. Yeah, that's not me. Yeah, so which makes me think right. that he did do some shit like that and then was like, oh, they got a picture of that party, yeah. saw it and realized, yeah. oh, fuck, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> which well, either his, way, I don't know. You're right. Yeah. If it wasn't like, him, why did he apologize? I'm not a political genius here. This has been this has been something that has been said by a lot no. of people. They're like, if he'd have just said the second thing first, he could have he could have weathered the storm a little bit better. But then in a press conference, he said, and I and this is Shay, this is great. He says I know I didn't dress as as blackface in that photo because I remember all the times I've dressed in blackface, and that one time I dressed as blackface it was for a dance competition, and I went as Michael Jackson, and like he literally pulled the defense of I did not rape that woman because I was over here raping this other woman. Yeah, like, but I raped this other woman. <laughs> Exactly. That's that is yeah. That that honestly is just. I mean, oh, yeah. I, if he's that right, dumb, right. he probably well, should go anyway because that's that's pretty bad. Because if that wasn't him, he could have just been like he could have released a statement that said, "Hey, I'm looking into it. Let me take a look." And then they come that, "Hey, if on further examination, that's not me. Yeah, I no, never he, did that." And then and just that, fucking move on. Like, like yo, it's not me. Thing, then even but even further in that same <laughs> fucking uh, press conference, they were like, "Oh, you know, Michael Jackson." He's like, "Oh yeah." I was pretty good too, and they were like, "Yeah, oh, you know, as soon as he's yeah, said, yeah, like, oh. he almost moonwalked, moonwalked didn't he?" Like, oh yeah, and his yeah. wife is like inappropriate. He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, like, don't do it, don't like, do it." Yeah, <laughs> it was so great. there were so many people who were like, that "I mean, we almost had the Virginia governor moonwalking my, on camera, my, and that one bitch." <laughs> no, I mean, my desire to not have a Republican person in that position is not necessarily outweighed by my desire to watch oh, yeah. people in power just eat okay. shit like so, that. Like Shay said, the top tiers are like, as we go down the party and we got problems, the next guy is the Lieutenant governor. He would take over. Um, he's been accused of two women very credibly of sexual assault. So like all sexual assaults, you got to fucking take that seriously. Now he, of course, has said these people are lying. They're they're full of shit. Actually, he went out. On, I think he went on. He made a statement said that she's a lying bitch, which which made everybody be like, "Oh, buddy, he's up there." Shay is muted. Um. So, I've really heard uh, the top level of this. So. Basically, two people were accused of doing something super racist, and one person was accused of sexual assault. And my immediate reaction yeah, was like, "Ah, well, yeah. that's shitty. Get him out. Do somebody get somebody else in there. Like, ah, fuck it, get him out." It's you know, there's always somebody willing to take your place as far as government goes, and if if you're not going to be able to do your job because of the bullshit swirling yeah. around all the these next things, like, yep, that, you're out. Like she fuck says, out. Is the lieutenant governor? I'm sorry, yeah, no, uh, um, the attorney general. I'm sorry, the attorney general 
who is a Democrat, like the top three people are, are all Democrats. The attorney general says, yes, I know I have, uh, there's a blackface picture of me out there because I dressed as my favorite rapper in the 80s. And everybody's like, God damn it. You know? Yep. Right, I, SNL yeah. has a great skit about this but, you should look at. But, but uh, like Shay was saying, yeah, I, uh, the next guy I, 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 is the Speaker of the House who is a Republican, and he would then take the office of governor. Now, it, I can't yeah. let this go without without pointing out that he's the Speaker of the House because there was a direct tie in, the, in, in, in that House, and he won that position because somebody lost an election by picking their name out of a fucking hat. Literally. Remember that? So... Yeah, I do actually. Oh, yeah. So, oh, so that's that was, guy. It, he, he oh, fuck, that's right. He his name, but there I was a race it. in the house, and there was a one. Uh, uh, we'll have to. You know, you guys can Google it, but it, it's actually great news. It's a, a woman and a man were in the race. Democrat was a woman. The, the man was Republican. They were in a, a, a dead tie, and the way they decided the election was they put. An equal amount of their names in a in a bowl, and they picked a name, and and the Republican won that. Hmm. The Republican okay. won that drawing. I I remember right. that. I, for, I didn't make that connection. That I forgot drawing. about that. I Therefore, forgot all about the that. Republicans kept control of the Virginia House, and this guy is the Speaker of the House. Like that's how that guy gets it. And you know what? I think that's totally fucking fine. Elections have consequences. Your racist acts actions have consequences. Yeah. Fuck it. I I mean yeah I, I, I honestly I, I it's it's one of those things I'd be happy with it either way, um, you know the the person in me that would like people to have a voice m- might say having the top three officials in your government knocked out of commission all at once is pretty outside the norm and I think might might call for some sort of special election so if if you know the guy who's supposed to get the seat can run and then some other people you know you know they can have an election I you know I'm fine with that but. If the taxpayers don't want to pay for it and they don't want to go through all that bullshit, yeah, then yeah. that's also there, understandable. There is a good argument to say that the 2017, yeah, 2017 midterms and the blue wave that happened in Virginia would say that the the people of Virginia would want these the leadership of the state to stay in the Democratic hands, but. This is how power trickles down. Like, if you guys fuck up three times in a row, like, uh, it happens. And, yeah. and like you said, Shay, like, if they want to do a new election for these these things, they can. I mean, we'll just see how it plays out. The, the thing is... I mean, you don't... You don't that, fuck, who knows? Maybe they just descend, and then the next election, everyone's fed up with the bullshit, and they vote all well, Republican actually, anyway in the normal election point, cycle. Shay, it's just we're about know. two weeks out of when this was a real big problem, and all three of these people we're talking about have dug the fuck in. None of them have, are going to resign. They've they've announced none of them are going to resign. So, so yeah. basically, what I've you're saying that. is right. Like they're just going to dig in like ticks and say, "I'm in this position. Vote me the fuck out." In two years, like that's how they've approached it. I mean, which is, I mean, they have legal, that right. that's that they, they have, that have right. the right not to wear blackface. I mean, or yeah, I, I, uh, KKK hood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, and that is also, it's, it's, it's maybe it's delayed justice, but if what happens in the next election cycle is that they get voted out, I mean, that's how the system is also supposed to work. So, um, but then 
the question is if they all re- win their election cycles again, right. what does that say about the people who voted for them? So, um, but oh, but then course, again, they'd be course. open to primary yeah. challenges too. I think too. I, I at that point, like somebody could run yeah. until the next election cycle that they're up for. I imagine they will all get the shit primaried out of them by people that are a more liberal than they are. Yeah, because there were a lot of centrist Democrats in this, that state as it is, and a lot of really. Left-wing Democrats won in Virginia that were, you know, actually made a bunch of news. So I imagine if they hold on to these seats until then, they're going to get the shit primaried out of them by people that everybody's going to be like, that person's awesome, you suck. Like, it's just going to be that kind of a, a decision. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I just, I would just like to point out that this, this, again, proves my hard and fast rule. If you're white, don't do blackface. Ever. Just don't do it. Shay, you're still muted. You're not good at this. Um, I just love how most of their... No, not at all. Uh, but the, the upside to having a new... Uh, the upside to having a new recording software is that uh, we now have an excuse to have a Patreon and uh, somebody can donate so we can afford our $20 a month for uh, this shit. Uh I don't know. I just, I, I, no, nobody, I, I just don't understand why it's, it's, it's so hard to understand why people are pissed off about it. Um, but, uh, if there's no legal, like, I don't understand how the people in off, they, maybe they do understand, but they just don't care. Uh, but, you know, if, if there's no legal way to pull them out of office, if they don't resign, then just fucking let them ride shit out and get voted out of office in the next yeah. cycle. It's not All that right. long. If, if the United States can survive two years of Donald Trump, Virginia can survive two years of a dude who sure did blackface right. in the 80s, I'm and just saying. I think what we need to prioritize in the next, let's say, 20 or 30 minutes where we do this podcast is we have a working government, Shay, but we are still under a national emergency. Yeah. So for those of you who have been paying <laughs> attention, um, there was a – Government shutdown, the longest government shutdown in the history of the United States. Donald Trump gave his uh, State of the Union address, like we talked about earlier. Um, uh, the agreement was on the, uh, what was it, 25th of January, Shay, that they had three weeks to come up with a deal, and it would run out on February 15th. On So on February 14th, uh, Democrats came up with a deal. Um, came with the deal, and Trump had said that he would sign it. Said that he would sign it. The deal itself was not what uh, Donald Trump wanted per se. So Donald Trump wanted uh, what was it, five point seven billion dollars for border wall uh, fencing. What he got was like one point three. Could have had yes, twenty five billion forget, a few last year. That. Uh, Democrats offered him $25 billion for all of the wall funding he wanted if he would just make the doctor protections permanent, and he he, he tore that up. So there you go. Um, so what he got was $1.375 billion for border wall, the border wall barrier and uh, another $1.6 billion for um, like general security. And it funded a bunch of different agencies, like through I want to say the rest of the fiscal year. I think it's uh, until June, yeah. So, so they came to a deal, and Donald Trump said that he was quote unquote not happy with it, um, but he had indicated to several people who would sign it, 
And then early Friday morning, it was very clear he had met with Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell went out and said that uh, Donald Trump would sign the deal because basically Mitch McConnell can't put anything on the floor unless he talks to Donald Trump because we don't have an active fucking veto anymore. No. Like back in the day, the Senate would pass. I'm no. sorry. Uh, if you wanted to spend money for the federal government, the House, which you know constitutionally had all bills that spend money have to uh, originate from the House, they would pass a bill. It would go to the Senate. The Senate would say, yeah, that's pretty cool. They'd send it to the, to the president. If the president agreed, he would sign it. If he didn't, he'd veto it. In the last, I would say, 20 years, we've come into this weird thing where it's like either a veto or a pocket veto. Like, Donald Trump could have just not signed it. But since there was a time clock on this, like, he couldn't wait until, you know, Saturday to sign it because it would have fucked everything up. We'd gone into another shutdown. But pocket veto is where you just you just don't sign something. You just don't sign legislation. You say, I'm just not signing it because if it's not time sensitive, you just don't sign it. Now, like, the legislature just doesn't bring up legislation unless they know the president will sign it. Like, Barack Obama vetoed all kinds of shit. Like, he vetoed all kinds of shit. Like, they just brought stuff up, threw it in his face. He said, fuck you guys, I'm out. Donald Trump has not vetoed anything yet. Yeah. Because they, over the last two years, he's had a Republican, Democratic, and controlled House, so he hasn't had to. But, uh... Mitch McConnell met with him, said that he was going to um, sign this, but he also said that when he would sign this bill, he would declare a national emergency. Fuck. I mean, in the long run, uh, it's you know you see a lot of a lot of hubbub in the news about how there's going to be a lot of uh, court challenges, which I think a few people, you know, I think California and uh, there, there's yeah. been a couple of lawsuits filed already. People had their lost. Yeah. People had their lawsuits locked and loaded and just fired them off as soon as he declared it. Um, and if you didn't think that was going to happen, you're stupid. Uh, I, uh, I don't know, man, in the grand scheme of things, if he's using, if he's using a, a, a state, a national emergency, to get his eight, what six seven billion. billion whatever it is to build would do whatever eight billion okay that's still way less than twenty five and, and and not to be a hypocrite but it is one of those things that like in the grand scheme of the budget oh, if no. it even gets built isn't that big of a deal um I think I think in the long run even if he builds it it's probably gonna hurt him more. Um, cause you know, you've got, you know, s- some of the talking heads like Kellyanne Conway are, are already kind of spitting fire at him, which I think oh, people greatly I overestimate really, that I woman's influence. Um, but if, yeah, yeah. It, but, but somebody who is that gung ho for the president having tweets like the only national emergency is that our president is an idiot. Um, even if it makes a one or two people second guess what he's doing, I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, oh, I know. It's amazing. Then, which is again, how much weight do you have on the opinion of somebody who listens to Ann Coulter? That's your thing. That's the thing you need to ask yourself. But I mean, I guess my point is, is that I, I mean, it sucks. I don't like it. It's not the. It's Congress's job to decide how that money gets spent, and uh, you know, the the reason that the Democrats took power is because the wall is an unpopular idea. And uh, the people that were elected into power were elected under the assumption that they wouldn't vote for it. So you could argue the, the Shay, will of the I, people I is being represented. Uh, and then also you, the polling that's says a no. fantastic point. Because in the 2018 
Yeah, no, in the like, it is not a popular polling thing. Donald Trump's closing argument was there was a horde, a, a an army of illegals that were going to storm up from the southern border and rape and murder everybody, and they lost the midterms handily. They got their tanks kicked in, so that was yeah, yeah, and it's. Yeah, exactly. So the and then and then there's just the generic polling that'll tell you like of if, yeah if you if you poll his fanatic base they love it but if you poll the general public most people you know it's it's more people are not for it than are and uh, you know in to what you said about uh, you know he's pumped up this crisis I today specifically talked to a friend of mine who used to live uh, in a rural area in Texas along the border and what he did is literally lived in basically a one room cabin on this property from a farmer. And he said he could sit on his porch in the morning and drink coffee and watch people cross illegally. Like just, just counting them. He said, you know, sometimes in the weekends there'd be lots and lots of people crossing. This was back in the early two thousands when the immigrate, the illegal immigration and crossing yeah. rate was like, you know, 2 million a year or something, which was at an all time high. And his thing was like, I lived on the border. I've literally sat on my porch and drank coffee before work and watched people cross illegally. And nobody called it a crisis then. So why is it a crisis now when 400,000 people a year are immigrating? And he voted for Donald Trump. And is a big supporter of a lot of stuff, but even he's, you know, and he's pretty hardcore and he's telling me, he's like, Shay, I, he's like, I, I can't, I can't see that logic. Like it's not a national emergency. It's a problem that needs to be dealt with, but it is not a national emergency. Well, and and those are two very different things that we've had to deal with. Even the, yeah. Every fucking president has had to deal with that issue. So why is it all of a sudden when it's at its lowest rate, a national emergency. That's like declaring a national emergency for, you know, uh, uh, weeks after hurricanes come through when it's not well, even like, relevant. Like, it doesn't make any Obama fucking sense. The administration admitted, and, and the people in their administration admitted, they were caught flat-footed during that unusual, like, uptick in uh, family and child migration. It was, I think it was like 2014, you know, where there was no. just this influx of children under the age of, like, 10 and families, like whole family units that were just like flooding, like flooding the uh, in intake points, um, not over the border. For fuck's sake, there's like, even if you hop the fence and walk to a border agent and declare you want to, you're there for amnesty, you haven't broken the law. That's the way fucking international treaties no. work. So. I won't talk. I won't talk about that because I'm going to get all worked I, up. You know, it's, like it's, you said, Shay, it's, it's right. Like. And it's also yeah, that the border has never been more militarized and defended because it's not like the um, solar panels that Carter put on the White House that Reagan just tore off because he's a cock. Um, like no president has been like, well, yeah, the last president added 20 percent more fencing and 10 percent more border guards. I want to tear down all the fencing and fire all those border guards. Nobody has ever fucking done that. No, I, every president in history right. has increased border security over previous presidents, is my understanding, in, so, in some fashion or another. Um, you know, keep in mind, there were oh, people yeah. that called Obama the deporter in chief there for a while. People were people were taken aback by how much uh, how, how many deportations happened under him, given the kind of things he said during his campaign. Um, and, I'm, and again, this is one of those things that the false equivalency that the right will argue makes me so fucking angry because – just because I'm not for Trump's oh, wall Shay, does not mean no I'm not Democrat for border security. Has, no Democrat and is that, running and for it, the presidential become, election yeah. in 2020 on the, on the platform of open borders. 
No, nobody is. No, which no, nobody is. And 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 a because it's a bad idea, and b because it's fucking it's political suicide. Not fucking like it's not a good idea. Like just just to throw it. No, it's not. It never has. And and that's why it's just I just I the issue I have with it isn't necessarily that the president has declared a national emergency to take care of something he sees as an emergency. It's the fact that the reason he sees it as an emergency is because he's a fucking tool or he just doesn't understand the situation. Like he it, it's clearly well, not an emergency. My, my problem like, it's not. It, and so I'm going to kind of buttress up against your point there is that it's 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 not that he's to clip, but. Uh, it's not that he's but. declared a national emergency, which clearly can be used by the next. Well, oh, Obama had one. twelve or thirteen, one. and a lot of people argued. One. How many was it? So one. Here's here's the false equivalency, is that whenever somebody like Barack Obama, like um, you can look it up. Just while I'm talking, Google Obama national emergencies, and there's going to be a Wikipedia leak. And it, I'm sorry, leak link. Um, it's going to be a Wikipedia link that when you look down through it, there's only one of those that are actual and national emergency, declared national emergency, and it's for the H1N1 um, swine flu outbreak. And if you look at Donald Trump's, it's the same thing. There's a bunch of executive orders that they call national emergencies, but there's only one that they say national emergency. Yeah, uh, so like, I'm drunk. So I see like, what you're saying. You're say that Barack Obama... Yeah. Um, declared 19 of them and and donald trump has already declared i don't know what six or eight i don't know i haven't counted but there's only one time that donald um donald trump has declared national emergency and it's for this fucking border wall and there's only one time barack obama has declared a national emergency is because of the swine flu outbreak and i'm with you shay that it's not the fact that we're going to build a wall yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hammered and confusing times. The fact that there's like this is a national emergency has been used in exactly. difference of the, the funds have actually been now, declared here's, here's as. Here's my problem. I'm with which you. is two different things. I'm not I'm like five billion, uh, five point six billion dollars in the scope of our national budget is nothing. The point is, is that it's five billion dollars to be pissed away on something that won't solve the problem, and. No, and, and I agree with that, and that's 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 why. And plus, it no. sets a precedent. I don't want Democratic no. presidents sidestepping Congress to spend shit either. Like, let's be clear here, because if, if this gets passed in, like, and 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 the thing is, is I don't agree with it, but I can see the logic. If it, let's say he fight he fights this, you know, uses the National Emergency Act, gets his money, builds whatever he wants to do, and it doesn't get stopped, then. There's going to be a case to be made for the first Democrat to step in and go, okay, uh, gun violence is a national emergency or uh, climate change is a national emergency. I need $10 billion to do this thing, and or I don't really care what Congress the fact says. That, uh, um, people in Ohio and then you're going to look at it. And, drive, you know, national emergency. Or, that is a national emergency. Or, uh, as, as someone who lives in Colorado, the people that we have a problem with are the ones from California <laughs> that have never seen snow. Yeah. Well, um, and- Southern California, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to get a pipe bomb somehow from that one. But, and, and uh, I agree with you. Like, the thing is that it's not... I don't like right. it. That's not his job. Congress decides how that money gets spent, and you shouldn't sidestep that unless you absolutely have to, like a fucking well, hurricane buries a city underwater or something. From, by the way, it's going to come from... It's going to come from military projects and I know. disaster relief, this $8 billion that he's thrown out there. And the other problem is is that, okay, let's say, let's say that the Democrats said, okay, let's say that tomorrow Nancy Pelosi says, you know what? I'm up. I'll give you $10 billion to finish your border wall. And we'll just solve this problem right now. 
That means there will be no yeah. crimes committed by illegals in the United States. The second that fucking the second that fucking wall is finished, I, I want zero fucking people to be murdered and or assaulted or fucking hit, you know, rear-ended by an illegal immigrant. Because you know what? The the Republicans are not going to admit. Oh, it's that's exactly right. That's how that's they're the selling thing. it. That's, how, that's how, how they sell it. How stupid is that logic? Well, well let me how, rephrase how that. That's how Donald that Trump sells it. That's how Donald Trump sells it. Yeah, because because uh, it's we dumb. build it's we build dumb. a forty foot wall, we float a wall through the Rio Grande River and all this horse. I mean, let's say we spend a hundred billion dollars on a wall that goes the entire two thousand miles of the southern border, and we just make it. We put fucking laser sharks on top of every mile of it, and we just make it impenetrable. And then six months later. Some illegal immigrant is going to commit a crime, and somebody's, and they're going to be like, "See, I told you guys." Or actually, Fox News is going to be like, "See, I told you guys, the wall was." Wait a minute, what? Wait a minute, what? Like they're not going to know what the fuck to yeah. do. Well, I mean, and that's, and that's where that interesting statistic of comes in of most illegal immigrants are here because right. they overstay their visas and they fly in like through airports. A third of the rate, like you don't. You don't. You don't have. Yeah. You don't have. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. It's. Yeah. And I mean, and you're right. That's that's the real problem. Is that it's it's a, it is the issue of illegal immigration is real. The way he wants to tackle it is the dumbest way possible to tackle it. And that's, and that's from two you guys know, who I, have literally pounded drinks this entire podcast. Yeah. Like it's not. It's just. It's just not gonna. I, I just don't see how. You know, and then now the argument is that the wall is air quotes a metaphor, but that that's not what well, he said in the past. Why are you requesting $8 and, uh, for a and, and the, but the important, yeah. Well, and then the thing to remember that I think is really important to remember about this is that people support the wall because they like Donald Trump, not because they think it would be a good idea. Um, being able to say build the wall and having the wall build is a nice way to stick it to the libs. Um, if tomorrow Donald Trump came out and said, you know what, I'm not really for a wall anymore. We're going to look at other options. They'd say, I don't want a wall anymore. It, it's, I, I really think on a very local level, like on the level of the guy next to you at the bar that voted for Donald Trump, supporting the wall is a very easy way to say, I support the president, but they don't really care about the actual logistics of it. Um, it, 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 it's, I, like I, I I don't know, I man, because I know a lot the of the people. The idea of supporting the wall is a very is a very lukewarm way of saying I support the president's xenophobia and racism. Yeah, I think for the real, for the crazy people in his base, that like 35 percent of like the QAnon, the QTards, as I like no, to call no, no. them. Uh, no, uh, you know no. those guys. Uh, the, the I agree. Like, but, but I think I, if he came out to say build the wall, they're saying I support xenophobia. They don't understand that. Okay, well, I, I I get that they don't get it, but I think those same people, if Trump came out like in one of the ideas I've said is if I could wave a magic wand and a funding wasn't an issue, I'd say the way to secure the border right. because building a wall means you have to steal people's land. By the way. Um, is to have a series of motion sensitive cameras, 
drones, all these kind of series that could detect a person crossing the border. And then you just send people out to meet him and say, Hey guys, you can't really do this. Um, and then you don't have to steal people's land, but that's more expensive. Um, if he came out tomorrow in support of that, the people that were in support of the wall hey, would now be in support right. of that. I think you're right. I think you're because right. he said it would work. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like if Trump came out tomorrow and said, Hey guys, I want to talk to you. I think the oh, wall's whoa. a bad idea. Oh. So I'm going to go back, but I'm going to come up with a solution. Whatever solution he, would, he, would he say, came up with, listen, people I'm would be for. Tweaking my wall idea. Yeah, because, because yeah, it, or as, whatever. Yeah, the, because obviously, he person, wouldn't say it's a bad idea. A He'd say, "I'm going to come up with another idea." I'm good at building things. Uh, I've discussed it with my engineers. Blah, blah, yeah, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Whatever. He would find a way to I sugarcoat him saying. This isn't going to work, so I'm going to find another. I fucked up, but the point is, I I, I do think there's obviously people who want the physical barrier because it's simple, it's easy to understand. I get that, but but I really think there's a good chunk of people would support whatever idea he supported. So if he came out and said, "I'm not going to, you know, find the nice way to say we're not going to build a wall, but I've got this other idea for security," no matter how stupid that idea was, well, they'd probably be like, "All right, cool, I'm in your corner. Like, let's do, do this." For the last fucking six months and say, like, "Listen." We we, do, we we're not, not going to give you like we were going to give you the twenty six billion twenty five billion dollars to build your dumbass fucking wall if you would just fucking guarantee us that you weren't going to deport the DACA recipient and like when it's, like, well, it's like it's like, like six hundred thousand people, people right but also let's, let's, it's let's, not let's not let's not forget the Let's not forget the it's, fact that Donald Trump do it. would like to put the DACA recipients, protections for the DACA recipients on the table as a negotiating uh, chip after he took it away. Like, he's the one that signed that off. Like, he removed yeah. the DACA recipients' uh, protections. He says, well, I just set that on fire. So either give me the thing I want or I might not give you the thing I just set on fire. I mean, that's, that's fucked up from the word go. It is. It is. It is literally him. Like those people were already protected until he came into power. So literally asking him to, to, to do that is to say, Hey, can you just go by the laws we already agreed to before you took power and we'll give you all this money. Like just put things back to the way before you started and we'll give you what you want is a pretty low fucking bar and knocking in your front door and being like, Hey man, I see you have a, a shitty front door. I'll I'll replace it for five hundred dollars. Like this is that that's the fucking bullshit that's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. It's bullshit. And honestly, that that's a good point. I think that gets lost in this entire argument is that the Democrats asking for DACA protections is literally them going, "Yo, can we just get well, you to obey the laws we passed already, and then we'll right. give you your money?" Like, right? Yeah. But they well, were going to give him order, but, uh, for a stupid uh, fucking wall to just get that re-put back in place. Yeah, and he tore that up. Um, if but that, that's the thing. It's like Nancy Pelosi for the last six months has said, like, listen, we will give you four or five billion dollars for enhanced border security. You can hi- hire more um, border agents. We can do more, you know, drones, like you said, like drones. You know, uh, you know, stopping for what? Well, Where stop and frisk uh, at the border? Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, it's going to be kind of racist profiling, no matter how you shake it down. But like. Nancy Pelosi was saying, like, we will give you money for border security. We're just not going to give you money to build a big, stupid fucking wall that people have proven they can cut through in an evening. Like, and it's just it's just not working out. And he said, no, I want a big fucking wall. Yeah, like, 
And and that's his problem. Yeah, like he well, said, he has to and, sell it and that, to these fucking mouth breathers that go to his rallies and hold up cue signs. Oh God, it's it, it it. I I feel like if there was an easy way for him to back away from it, he would. Um, because I'm he's a fucking moron, but I'm sure he understands that overall it's not a popular idea. But it's one of those things that is so fucking tied to his identity as the president and his campaign that yeah. he can't really back away well, from it. So he's, he's dug his heels in. Um, and and because wall. even though even Oh, that's amazing. Though, yeah, Literally the, nothing's changed. Minute, and he's, he's like, Well, I'm finished. And first of all, let's, let's be very clear. This 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 campaign slogan change was in um the uh, El Paso uh El Paso rally what the fuck was that shade? Monday or Tuesday of this week? Um, yeah, so it's Monday or Tuesday. About of this a week. week I, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I, did, I, I sure shit didn't watch it. So and whatever you listen on, but um, it was not started by Trump. It was started by his campaign chairman, uh, Corey Fuckaduckskami. I don't know what the guy's name is. It's just some douchebag that works for Trump yeah. to run his campaign. He went out there and literally everybody was like, "Build the wall," and he stopped them and said, "No." finish the wall like he primed this rally to say finish the wall as if like shay just said donald trump had built a single foot of new fucking wall since 2017 january 20th yeah he, I mean, it, it, it's you know, it, it, it's it sounds and looks to me like a marketing slogan. It's something people can say. It fits on hats. It fits is and you know on bumper stickers. Uh, it was great uh, at the time, and when he took power, they had both house. You know, they had the Senate and the House. So it was great. Seven hundred thirteen days. Get the wall he had built, the house but and the Senate couldn't fucking pass. No, 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 no. But you had some, yeah. But it's. It, you know, and now I, I would love to be a. Fl- My point is this: I would love to be a fly on the wall with like Donald Trump and his advisors, like sitting there at the end of the day, being honest with each other because they're tired. Well, his advisors are tired because they've been up since the sun came up. Donald Trump's not tired because he's only been at work since eleven. Uh, but uh, and and just being honest about it, like because I I just I know he's an idiot. But there are people around him that are career politicians and have their thumb on the pulse of how things really work, and they've got to be telling him like this is not well, a good like, idea. Like, and he's like, want, eh, "Go fuck yourself for sticking with it." Populism and his enthusiasm into the next administration, yeah, whatever that is. Like, right? Like they want to be the the next guy you call. Like when when Mitt Romney makes his third fucking run at the presidency, like they want to be the guy Mitt Romney calls. Yeah, and exactly right. Um, I don't know, man. Like this, like okay. Well, I I think we should probably like exit out of this podcast with with. <laughs> listen, I, I I will say, listen. This is almost a solid two hours or over two hours, but we haven't done it in two weeks. So the yeah. average is you're looking at an hour a week, and by that logic, yeah. we have met our time constraints. And if you don't want to listen right. to the whole thing, you can stop like anytime you want, to listener. My wife Rachel and our friend Katie Maddie. Uh, for not quote unquote tightening it up, but I would like to say uh, this yeah, we shit oh, is yeah. nothing. I regret nothing and apologize for nothing. Justin apologizes. Y'all can go fuck like, yourselves. Hey, it's none of the shit I get for our, our, our podcast running late. Um, nope. But I would like to point out to to Shay's uh, 
I would have to say Shay's unbelievable um, entertainment that while we're talking about the wall, the remember Shay, you remember the guy who uh, was going to uh, start his he started his own GoFundMe uh, page for the uh, the wall. I mean, that right. went belly well, up, and he had on, to get the money here. back, right? So, um, it's uh, he did not go belly up. Uh, so here's a hilarious aside to, to oh. run the, uh, so the border wall GoFundMe that was run by a uh, Brian Colfage, K O L F A G E. I think I'm saying that right. Um, he raised over twenty million dollars to build the wall. Let's just uh, he was going to donate that money to the federal government to help start the building of the wall. Let's just uh, hop, skip, and jump over the fact that you can't give money to the federal government for a specific purpose. You can donate money to the uh, IRS. You can actually just give them a shit ton of money if you want to, but that just goes into the federal budget. You don't, you don't get to earmark it. Like, I can't give – like, if I were to win the lottery tomorrow, I can't donate to the federal government $50 million and then direct the uh, – Parks and you know recreations department to build a, a golden statue of Donald Trump with an ass on his face. Like you just can't do that. You're like you just can't do that. <laughs> no. So apparently the entire thing of this this whole GoFundMe was just absolutely fucked. And then apparently at once it hits it once it hit the twenty million dollar mark, far short of the one I think it was one point five billion dollars that they were going for. They were going to refund everybody's money, but they gave them an option to, instead of refunding their money, to give them to this Brian Colfatch guy who has already had, I believe, at this point, two other very, like, veteran-associated, like, charities that went nowhere. Like, he is pretty much a shyster. Like, he is just running. He's a, he's a crook. Like, he's just, he's just, like, racking up money and not doing the right thing with it. And uh, um, he, uh, this is his third time he's done this. So after uh, GoFundMe said, um, you know, started refunding his money, you had the option to give the money to him to build the wall privately on his own. And over seven, I don't know how many people, but $7 million was given to him of the $20 million to build the wall by his private company. Now we're just, again, Hop, skip, and jump over the fact that he has absolutely no fucking legal right to build anything on any of this fucking property at all, right? But now he is going, uh, now he is selling coins to raise money for the Wall Shay. And I don't mean to ruin anything for you, but uh, I think I just found your birthday present or your Christmas present. Oh yes! <laughs> I still, I still to the you know it, it's not been that long, but every now and then I, I keep it. I, I because of when I got let go from my previous job, it was on display at my desk. That coin from the Trump yeah. summit you bought me is in my glove box. So people say every now and then at the bar, someone will go, "Oh, those stupid Trump coins." I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> you, you, you want to see one? I've got one." And I will walk them to my car and show them this coin. And everybody says the same thing. Wow, it's really impressive how much detail yeah. there is yeah. on their fat rolls. <laughs> so, Shay, I just sent you a link to the uh, the image of the coin that we're going to buy. So, this this motherfucker, this uh, Jeff Colfage or whatever, is, is selling these coins for forty nine ninety nine to help fund him personally building the wall. 
I cannot wait to see this. What are you going to sell me, sir? It's oh. First of all, I would like for those of you, you know, up. this is an audio format. Uh, on, on on one side of it is, yeah. is actually Jeff Colfax's face. It says we build we build the wall. Uh, Brian Colfax, like it's oh it, it's, it's we God. build the wall, and then Brian Colfax and his face, and on the back it's a uh, you know stylized emblem of "Make America Great Again, Secure Our Borders, We Build the Wall, 2019." Man, that shit is glorious! Wow. Um, and in the absolute worst possible way, humanly imaginable. Yeah, that's pretty far. Jesus, that guy's far. That's what a fucking asshole. I, I, I really do sometimes wonder, like, did this guy do something like this because he legitimately believes in it? Or did he do it because he knew if he was the first guy to do it, his name now, now even dumb drunks at fucking this time of night with a podcast that five people listen well, to are going to be talking about him. Like it's got his name in the news. Like I mean, on the one hand, it's a smart business he, decision. He'll make he money is, off of I mean, this. You know, full disclosure, he is a triple amputee from the Iraq war and he, yeah. you know, he did serve his country, but he has also been involved in two very shady, uh, like veteran, you know, raising money for veterans things that have never panned out. Like, there has been hundreds of thousands of mo- of dollars that had been raised before this whole border wall bullshit that just never materialized. And everybody's like, where's the money going? He's like, and he always says, you know, we, you know, I, he always says like, I have never taken a salary from any of these donations or these projects I have come up with, blah, 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 blah. But nobody can come up with an actual fucking job he has other than doing this kind of shit. And, um, I mean, I, I should say that any time I see something like this, and th- this is just a me thing, my natural instinct well, is, "What's your guy, angle?" Like, and that's that's just a me thing. Like, he, I mean, I, I would honestly, if I met the guy and he said, "Like, no, I just really believe in this yeah, message." Like, All right, cool, that's your thing. That's yeah. fine. Um, but I just, I, I I'm always well, so skeptical about, about that the now. Whole Twenty million dollars he raised for the border wall that that he then had to refund, and he somehow got seven million dollars of it to you know, in his private construction company to build a wall, which like you have absolutely hmm. no internet domain. Like that's so insane. Like it's so insane. But yeah. the the second he did that, you know, border wall GoFundMe, the next thing he did was just do an entire like um, if you read the GoFundMe, it's nothing but an it's nothing but an explanation about how this is not a a scam. Like like if the yeah. second I mean, thing that's you have thing, to like, say about your just, project is uh, this is totally not a scam, is probably it's going to be a fucking scam. You know how you know how I know I can't trust yeah, you. Yeah, you keep right, saying yeah. I can trust you. I mean, it's one of those things, and you know, I I I completely understand. Maybe he wants to help. I just, I, at least from my point of view. If I got the idea to start a GoFundMe for a bunch of money I could donate to the government, the first thing I would do is is look into can I just directly donate government? You know, I would I would I would ask somebody I would Google. look into it for these kinds of things, and I do a Google, and you're pretty going to quickly pretty learn you're going to learn pretty quickly that's not really how it works now. Um, and I, I don't know, I just like I said, I, I really would love to meet that guy because I'm so curious is to, to just talk to him and buy him a beer and find out like, cause I feel like if I sat down and had a beer with him, I'd be able to figure out if whether or not it was something he really believed in. Because like you said, he served in the military. It's, it's definitely, um, a, uh, 
a, a, a possibility that that's just what he thinks and he wants to serve the you know the the, the president um, and help the president it would be better work because he's no longer in the military but the other side of that is my natural instinct again is what's your angle because you like you said yeah. he made money off of it and it's I, it, that's such a shitty situation like I like I and this is such a fucked up thing to say but if like some normal person who hadn't served in the military had done that would they have made as much money I don't know that whole thing is so fucking weird and just every time it pops up in the news I have to click those links because I'm like ooh what's the next chapter in this guy's story yeah. it's so strange So yeah, I mean, and, and I think you're right. I think at a, at a certain point you can you can gauge whether this guy is right or not. But he has been right twice now, so it's hard to trust him. Yeah. It is. It is hard to trust him. Uh, you can't really see this right now, but uh, from Justin has taken off his headphones and he has walked away from the podcast to which I assume means he has to pee. Um, whether or not he's going to edit this out is, is honestly, it's, it's very unlikely um, because he is uh, not going to listen to the entire thing before he edits it. So uh, we can take this opportunity to talk about how handsome I am in opposition to what Justin looks like. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really stunning um, if you think about it. Uh, our mother had him, and then she saw what she made and said, ah, "I can do better." And then they made me, and everything is right in the world. Uh, and I'm I'm mainly saying this to see if Justin edits this out. It'll be great if he doesn't, because then the 15 people who listen to the podcast are going to hear it. Oh, look, he's back. There he is. Hey, I listen. Yeah. Don't worry about anything I said <laughs> while you were gone. <laughs> I have a feeling that I'm gonna have to do some editing. No, 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 no. I just didn't want to stop the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, uh, uh, full disclosure: there is no lack in sound where yeah, I'm not talking. Right. I'll say that much. All right, <laughs> so uh, let's just go ahead and wrap this up. We have. Yeah, that's probably best. It's gone on for about <laughs> two hours now. And but like I said, if you factor in the fact we haven't had a podcast exactly in two weeks, it's not that bad. Less than an hour a week. That's right where we should be. Yeah, exactly. So go fuck yourself, guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah. thank you for listening. Actually, <clears throat> he's basically saying that Katie and my wife Rachel should just go fuck themselves. Yeah, I saw her post on Facebook yeah, about guys that yeah. start podcasts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we um, we actually missed doing this for the last two weeks. Shay and I joke about it. it well, we're, we're so sorry. Enjoy the absolute shit out of it. And I know we say that at the end of every podcast, but it, it's true we actually do because I get to talk to my little brother. Shay gets to vent, which is what he needs to do in his soul because that's the way Shay is. Um, yeah. Um, but if you like this, please uh, you know, go to um, like and rate us on iTunes. Um, we should be everywhere that you can find your podcasts. Um, yeah. We not Alex Jones. Place you cannot find Alex Jones. The only thing we don't have, Shay, is an app. Like That's the one thing Alex Jones has on us. That's but true. I think um, we should get a little bit more listeners before we decide to make our own fucking app, which is actually the only way he gets to talk to anybody at this point. So, yeah. Yeah. So Pretty much. like and rate us on iTunes. If you like this podcast, Shane, I love doing it. We, 
Yeah, or if you hate it, that's I would fine. love to hear. I would love to read the uh, the one. Oh my ratings. god, those! Are, I don't give a shit about good reviews. Nobody cares yeah. about what good reviews. I think I'm amazing. So if you tell me I'm amazing, I'm going to say, "Huh, that's great." Old news. But the people that don't like me, yeah. those are the we ones that are fun. We would love to hear your one star reviews of our podcast that we do. Please. Well, I mean, I pounded. I, I had two pitchers of beer. I don't know what Shay put down this week. Uh, four beers and about a half go. a pint so of bourbon. That's what we bring to podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. That's the level of pro- professionalism mm-hmm. we bring. So we would love for you to rate us. That's why we want to hear those one star reviews. Um, oh, you should be able to find so us everywhere good. you get your podcasts, and of course, hit us up at Twitter. It's at Woodscast the, and then um, on Facebook we are um, at Woodscast seventeen seventy six, and always shoot us an email. At thewoodscast1776 at gmail.com. Because we're going to take every bit of Alex Jim to shtick until he's off the air entirely. Um, Here's the thing, man. If you've gotten all the way to the end of this two-hour podcast and you heard my uh, wonderful brother there give you the addresses to contact us, reach out. I will send you yeah, $5. We will, we will answer every, any and every stupid fucking question you will send oh. us. We swear, that's our There's like to you. four or five people at the bar I go to that are going to listen to this. And if you want to email me, yeah. I will buy you um, a beer. That's that's a good set. That's a good heads up too. Like Shay, I I'm um I am the uh, grand chapter advisor of a uh, uh um, chapter of Alpha Sigma Phi here, and I had a a uh, oh man, he must be like twenty twenty two, and he walked up to me after a meeting and says, "Hey, I'm caught up on your podcast." Yeah, you buy like, that man some booze. Chance. So, Angel, that guy yeah. is fucking so going Angel, places. Heads up. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Next time we're out, beers on. Let's me. do it. But yeah, um, yeah, dude, you heard it. This is legally binding oh, somehow. It's about as legally binding as anything Donald Trump's ever done. That's true. That's all right, true. everybody. I uh, hope you had a good time, Shay. This is the point. Uh, say goodbye to the nice people. Toodles, nice people. I'm